0: Welcome to the Good Theological Thursday podcast, where we have open conversations about theology and culture. My name is James Crockett.
1: And I am Dre Clark,
0: and we are glad
1: to have you join in our conversation today. We hope that this podcast helps you as you think about your life and God and how they fit together.
0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Good Theological Thursday podcast. We are happy to have you back listening with us, Dre. Fall has started, and yes, um, it's like
1: sixty degrees here in Houston. So I don't know what it is in uh,
0: Dallas
1: yeah, right now, but it's uh, it's nice same, weather. Same thing,
0: yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've grown up in the South my entire life. Uh, I've grown up in Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. But I tell people, I I hate hot weather and. I think some people might then think, oh, he didn't he must have not grown up in it. I'm like, no, I I grew up in it, but I still hate it. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I love I love cold. And uh so this is one of my favorite times of year. I celebrate every time when the temperature gets to the seventies and even below. Like I love in the sixties. It's great. So yeah. in today's yeah. episode, Dre, we're gonna be continuing kind of our conversation last week. Last week we talked about um of why we need to join a local church, and this is related to it, um, but we're specifically going to talk about the question of, when is it time to leave my church? or And then, like, what role do personal preferences play in my decision to leave or join a church? Um, I think this is a question you got, right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's from the same guy who asked the question last week, uh, which was just kind of about local church structures and all those different things um but yeah i think it's from bryce harper again so uh asking this question kind of Mm -hmm. as a follow-up to to last week so kind of not really a part two it's a different question but still on the topic of church Mm. um yeah i think it was a really good question one that i have personally walked through and uh, i think a lot of people uh, probably have gone through in their life as well yeah
0: yeah so yeah so it should be a good discussion but uh before we get into that let's go ahead and go into our weekly recommendations uh you want to kick us off
1: yeah, so I was uh, kind of thinking through even these last couple of topics, um, and even though we're not directly addressing – I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the deconstructed Christian. Mm-hmm. But even though we're not directly addressing that, I, I pulled off a book for myself. that uh, One that is uh, – it's a really good book. It's, it's articles, and so I haven't read the whole thing. I've read a couple of them, um, but it's called I Still Believe. And what this book is, is it's a bunch of, it's 18 people who are just kind of like really smart biblical people. So people that are writing the commentaries, people that are doing deep biblical study, and it's giving, it's them giving their perspective, their stories of how faith and maybe scholarship kind of go together. Um, And so it doesn't ask the the questions that you might think that they would ask, you know, uh, some, some of these like big apologetic ones that we normally Mm -hmm. go to, but it really does wrestle with like, here's somebody who's spent a lot of time studying the Bible, studying the things of God um, and have chosen to say, Hey, um, this is why I still believe this is, this is my faith has been renewed through all these years. And here's my testimony of that. Hmm. Um, And so it has some really, really good uh, articles in there. um, You know, different, different ones about, you know, quest for truth. Uh, It has a chapter on trust. Hmm. Um, There's one responding to and searching for truth. So a lot of things about truth, Uh, the a chapter on you know learning to be a theologian, theologian wrestling with words, limping to light. You know, mm. some, some of these titles just very honest, um, and some really good uh, scholars in there. My favorite, of course, is Bruce Walkie. Uh, ends the whole thing with oh, why wow. I've kept the faith. That's awesome. Um, but really, really good uh, contributors to this. It's a it's a little book of essays. And it's, it's very, it's readable. So it's not an academic uh, book, but yet academics are, are giving their stories. Mm-hmm. So it's very story driven.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyways, I thought that fit well with our topic of just talking about church and talking about, you know, should I go to church? Why should I be in a church? Should I leave the church? Just all these questions. I think it's really mm-hmm. good to root ourselves and, and Hey, this is the, this is the faith that's been going on for a while. And there's people that have gone before us that have wrestled with these things. And uh, mm. we don't have to be afraid to ask questions, uh, but we can look to them for guidance and for comfort and for relatability. So mm. really good book. I recommend it. I still believe um, you can go pick that one up on Amazon. We'll put, post a link to it later. That's great. What about you, James?
0: Yeah. Um, it sounds interesting. I, I'd love to get that and maybe check some of that out. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to recommend it's not necessarily related to our, Topic this week, but um, this book's called "The Voices of the New Testament." It's by a guy named Derek Titball. Um, it's a really interesting book. Um, I think the subtitle to it is like inviting um, us to a to a roundtable discussion. And and basically, what it is, it's it's a book. It's 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 a book on New Testament theology, but specifically, it's put in the format as if. Um putting the biblical, the New Testament authors in this roundtable discussion. And so it's, it's laid out as like a moderator will ask a question. um, And then like Paul gives an answer on this is how, what he thinks of this subject or Luke then gives an answer, John, James, like all the authors then begin to contribute on, you know, um, you know, issues of soteriology or issues of the law and its relationship to the gospel and, Different things like that. And um, so it's an interesting format laid out. Um, and so it might be just an interesting way to read through New Testament theology. It is it is published by ABP Academics. So it's a bit academic, but at the same time, I think it's, when reading it, it's something that I think even, like, it's not just for academics. I think, uh, you know, it's a good introduction to. New Testament theology and and putting it Mm. and really showing the coherence that the authors have like one of the things the book Mm. does is really kind of show that um, you know sometimes there's debates in New Testament of like different authors thought differently on different subjects and they they contradicted each other or or whatever but this book Mm. really tries to attempt to show no that even though Paul or Luke or Peter might have framed their discussions differently that they actually when it came to the very important things, they were in agreement. Um, and some of the ways they frame their conversations are more just because of um, either their background or the audiences they're talking to. But it really shows that there is, among the major points of New Testament theology, the authors were unified. Um, so really interesting book. Again, that's called The Voices of the New Testament by Derek Tidball.
1: Awesome, awesome. And, you know, James, I think I want to point out, too, like, you know, we're talking about these books and we use this language of academic or not. And we covered this in an earlier podcast, but... Um, really, everybody is, is a theologian and, and, faith is part of faith is an academic thing. Yeah. It's not the whole of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but faith is engaging our mind. And so don't be deterred by that word. I mean, everybody is, is constantly growing and thinking and, and that's a way we worship yeah. God is with our mind. And so, so I know we, I know that me and you kind of use like, oh, this is an academic, non academic book or written by academics. Um, all that means is, is that people that are learning and growing in their faith, which, so I would encourage for any of these books we read, um, you know, some of them may be more difficult to read, some of them may be more, you know, uh, there needs to be some more precursory works before you can go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I still think that that's a good thing for anybody listening. Pick up one of these books and, and really want to encourage our listeners to dive deeper into their faith. Go deeper. Uh, don't stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't find challenging things, you won't you won't be able to be challenged and grow deeper. Yeah,
0: I mean, so, part of uh,
1: so that that sounds like a great book. With this, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, part of
0: part of reading is challenging yourself. Um, and, you yeah. know, if you yeah. just read you know there's a reason we don't read children's books anymore right because you know a children's book doesn't really challenge your mind um and so um. Yeah. And so I
1: actually do read children's books <laughs> between my heavy theology books, just so my brain can reset. Little, <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can understand this little, one. though, no, but little, uh, uh, I get what you're saying. We don't stay there. Yeah.
0: Little Green Eggs and uh, Ham by Dr. Seuss, just to kind of yeah. regain. Get-
1: I was even thinking like those preschool books. Mm-hmm. It's like cat. and It's like here's a c, You That's know, and you're okay. like cat, yeah. and it says like cat ten times. Right. Like no one. Hopefully you don't enjoy those books still because right. you have progressed. And so uh. Right. But yeah, I think I think we get to a certain stage in life where people just aren't challenging us. We get to a certain stage. Life, where our community is kind of complacent, um, and mm-hmm. so that's part of one thing we want to do with this podcast is is just push people and say, "Hey, keep going." And We want you to you know press on, yeah. uh, go deeper, learn more. You don't have to agree with everything we're doing. You don't have to understand everything we're saying, uh, but continue the conversation, continue your growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to encourage you that way. So that, that's part of why we do the weekly recommendations. Um, but I, I did want to point that out today. So
0: yeah, all right,
1: let's jump in. We're going to get through this episode fast, um, well, you know, faster than normal. Right, we're going to make a good short episode. Um, so when is it time to leave my church, and, um, and and how do my preferences play in that? That's kind of the two questions we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. James. So let's tackle uh, the first question. Um, and before we go into these questions, I want to say this, and, and I think you'll agree, um, that there are no formulas and one-size-fits-all kind of mm-hmm. answers to these questions. So if we're saying something, um, that doesn't necessarily means mean that it fits into your context.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there, there's no way that me and James can know— hey, in you in your particular specific situation, what is right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, are, we don't want to claim that. So we're going to probably be pretty opinionated today and we're going to say some things. Um, but that doesn't mean that in your situation it applies. And I just want to be very upfront with that, um, that th- there's no one answer to this. There's no quick formula. we'll this plus this plus this equals me leaving or staying at a church yeah. or this preference I should have and this one I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, that's that's where you need to reach out to your pastor. That's where you need to reach out to your community. Yeah. You need to reach out to people that are in your local congregation and have those conversations. Um, yeah. We're just going to try to talk through some principles and things we've learned. Yeah,
0: so. yeah I, I agree. And there's not a one-size-fits-all answer because this concept of like leaving – Jumping from one church to the other, you don't see it addressed in the New Testament really at all. Um, You know, it's not like, you know, you you go read a book and yeah, it's like, all right. So this is, you know, when this church does this, thou shalt leave this church and go join another. Like you don't see, you don't see this talked about or this, this concept is not really addressed. And so, yeah, it's a... To,
1: well and there's a church in Corinth, there's a church in Ephesus. Like there's yeah. not there's cities, know, it's not right? Like,
0: you know, these Yeah,
1: there's cities and that's the church in the city. Yeah. and yeah.
0: And so probably the this. only time, you know, uh, maybe the only time New Testament, you know, these these people maybe early on in the New Testament are going to leave one church to join another is if they have to move, you know. It's not really like a move from one city to the other. They're not like, you know, you don't find in Corinth like You know, it's not like you know. I, you and I, you live in Houston. I live in Dallas. There's seemingly a church on every corner. There's a plethora of Mm -hmm. options, and they don't really have that there. And 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 this is true of as you addressed uh, for each of our listeners. um, There's different contexts we all live in. You know, uh, whether if you live in. Texas, I mean, yeah, you are going to have a ton of options to look at, but there are Mm -hmm. some of our listeners that live in places where there just aren't very many options. Um, and so, you know, maybe there's only one option and and then it's, you know, Mm. Hey, if that doesn't work out, you know, what am I supposed to do? And so, so yeah, I I think that is a good disclaimer, but um, let's go ahead and.
1: Well, and and I got one more thing that we're going to keep this podcast for, but I, I do think this needs to be said too. Um, I know in counseling, um, uh, I was taught that by the time people go to marriage counseling, um, they they came in seven years too late, and all they're looking for is the counselor to give them the okay, the green light to go, mm-hmm. to, to leave, uh, to break apart. And so I also want to be careful, too, uh, that if you're thinking, if you're in a stage currently where you're wrestling with, is it time to leave my church? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're already there, don't take anything we say, too, as, hey, we're giving you the green light to go. So if we say something like, hey, here's probably a good reason to leave a church— Um, because if not, you're just looking for that answer and you're going to, you're going to find all the support to build your argument. Mm -hmm. And and I really want to encourage you to, uh, to, to not do that, to really wrestle through this. And so don't just take a principle and say, well, see, this principle is there. So now I can, I can, you know, I can leave this church. Um, You know, so like one of the big things I'll say is I think theologically, if there's some issues there, that may be a reason to leave the church.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: But don't, don't, if you, if you approach the conversation as you know, you've already made the choice, and you're just looking for proof for your choice. That's not healthy either. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another big disclaimer that I would want to want to add on to you as we go into this conversation.
0: Yeah, and I think that kind of gives us a natural segue into um, the conversation of where I will want to start with this question of when is it time to leave my church? I think before you can come and address this, number one, um, you need to start with there needs to be some serious self-examination or self-evaluating when you begin to consider Mm -hmm. something like this. So, um, Mm. I would say maybe one of the questions to first ask yourself is, is the problem with the church or with me? I I don't think, like, leaving a church should not be, that you've been a member at, should not be an easy decision. I I wouldn't say. yeah, Like, it should be something you wrestle with, right? Like, if you're... If you're all too ready, like if it's always an easy decision for you, like to leave a church to go try another one, um, I would I would maybe, again, do some self-evaluating uh, because if you're truly connecting into a – because like if it's an easy decision, it can mean one of two things. Sometimes it can mean you're not really connecting into churches, right? Or, mm-hmm. or secondly, mm-hmm. it could be you're looking for the first way out, right? You're not looking yeah. to – find resolutions for, is there a way I can stay here? So maybe, maybe actually the yeah. first question you should ask Dre is, um, is there a way I can stay at this church? Right. Yeah. Um And yeah. so, but so, so there needs to be self-examination of, Hey, and is the church really the problem or am I the problem? Is there something wrong with my attitude? Mm. Is there even something wrong? And, you know, maybe even examine your relationship with the Lord. Is there something wrong there? Mm. Is your, And do I have rough relationships with other people in the church? Am I causing something? Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. there should be some – I think there should be some serious self-evaluation, some wrestling before you just up and leave.
1: Yeah, and I love how you you mentioned, James, this idea that it it should be difficult. Um, And if it's not difficult, what that would tell me about somebody is that – you're saying out of the couple hundred people, or however big your church is, you haven't found anybody there that you have a relationship with. Right. You haven't found anybody there that you've connected with, and in, in the time that you've been there, and if you have, you're saying, "Oh, I don't care." It's easy for me to leave that person. It's easy for me to mm. break a relationship because relationships really, there there is an element of proximity in relationships. Um, there is an element of of just quantity time with people, not only quality. Mm. Um, and so, so if you're saying, "Hey, I haven't had anything with anybody else out of anybody in this in this community," Um, And it's easy for me to leave. um, Well, then maybe I would say, what have you, what have you been doing there? Like, have you, have you put some efforts Mm -hmm. into this? Have you actually invested at all? Um, It's kind of like if I'm investing in a company, um, you know, if if I'm going to pull out of that thing, like, you know, I I put a lot of money into this, like I, that's going to be a big decision. So it really is a statement of have you actually invested? Have you actually poured in? And if you find it just really easy to to leave, then I would say maybe you haven't really poured in at all into this community. And so, yeah. that's that's a really really good point um, yeah of, if you should you should feel some tension there um, and if you're not that's the first yellow flag of yeah. maybe I need to pause slow down and, and really think through what's what's really happening in my current situation yeah
0: and if you're um, if you haven't really done much to try to engage with the people of that church you can't expect that that's just gonna change if you go to a new place um yeah. like it, yeah. that's oh, just, that's not just something that just gets fixed if you go somewhere else Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, you have to start with this self-evaluation. Um but yeah. It- well, and people people are going to be the
1: same at other tr- I mean, what makes you think if you go to this, you know, new new land? Um I, there's a quote that I it's I can't remember who said it, but it said um you know, if you if you can't change the current culture you're in, what makes you think you're going to go change the new shiny culture over across the fence? You know what I mean. Yeah. If if yeah. I haven't been able to to shape and invest and, and form a culture that I'm currently in, what what makes me think I'm going to be able to take that into another culture and and do it there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in the same way, if if the people here haven't done it, what do you think the people over there are going to be any better at? I mean, people are people, um, and so yeah, there's a lot of those kind yeah. of the things going on that you really need to wrestle with. Um Yeah.
0: Well, and yeah. you can't expect no church is perfect. Uh, I heard once I've heard a funny quote um before of like, um there, there is no perfect church. And if you find a perfect church, don't go to it because you're going to mess it up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll be
1: the imperfect one. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, we, we can't, Which you'll
1: never get to the end of that statement. There is no perfect church. I mean, right. we're full of people that are in I mean, me and James work in it. We are in it. I mean, we, we yeah. know ourselves too. I mean, uh, it is that this is, yeah. but, but this is, this is, and if you go back to last week's episode, this is the point though. Um, it's almost like we shouldn't expect a perfect church because we are in process of becoming better and we need each other and we actually need each other to point out our blind spots and, and our and, and to have people that we can be real around. And so this is actually what church is. If it was perfect, um, then I don't know if you'd be functioning what the church is to be fun you'd be dead actually is mm-hmm. probably what would happen. You'd you'd find yourself in a in another state, you'd find yourself in a utopia. Um we're not we're not there. We haven't arrived. Mm-hmm. We we've not Reach this point, nobody has, and that's why the church exists. Yeah, uh, because we are in a process of sanctification, and that's what the church is for.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and so you, you just shouldn't expect to find that. And so, if you have a real, and this is like I said last week's episode, if you have a real good understanding of of what church function actually is, it'll change some of the ways that you're thinking about what am I looking for, and what do I need, and what are my realistic expectations of this.
0: Yeah, and and so. in churches, I mean, you're gonna. No matter what church you find, you're gonna you're gonna encounter issues. You're gonna encounter disagreements. I mean, church is much like any relationship you have, any friendship, marriages, things like this. You there are sometimes difficulties that arise. There are um, things you have to work through. Um, but that's mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. part of being in relationship with people. Um, and so yeah. you shouldn't just run. The first, I uh, mean, I mean, a good friend doesn't run the moment a, an issue or a disagreement arises, right? And so the yeah. same thing with um, churches. And Jerry, one of the things I actually have written in our notes, uh, I, I think another thing to consider. I, I did some, did some reading, just kind of up on this. When when should I leave my church? And just seeing what other people were saying. And um, which, by mm-hmm. the way, I mean, if some. It, would have been kind of awkward if someone walked into my office and saw me Googling, when should I leave my church? Uh, that would have been a little, <laughs> a little, we- yeah. little weird. But um, anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm reading some of this. And one of the things that was pulled out in um, some of the articles I was reading, and I thought this was a good point, of seeking to – I have written seeking to mem relationships. So I would put this in a couple ways. One – Are you leaving because you have an issue with some other members in the church? And then if you do, have you gone, have you confronted, have you, have you um, gone to, you know, do what Jesus says, go and resolve the the quarrel with your brother, right? Are you, are you going and trying to mend that relationship? If you have a disagreement with the leadership, right, are you just complaining about it and then saying, you know what, I disagree with them, I'm moving on, or are you, Talking with your leaders. Um, I, I think this has been brought up in the past few episodes. Uh, this was brought up a few weeks ago, and we did our episode on worship. Uh, something Brandon brought yeah. up. Um, uh, I, I think you know if you have an issue with leadership or you disagree with a decision, don't just complain about it and then move on. Um, go and mm. a- ask the leader, confront them. You know, maybe sometimes they'll give clarification. You might end up agreeing with them. Or you might still disagree, but you might realize, hey, you know, our disagreement is really not that I disagree, but it's not that big a deal. You know, we can we can move forward. And so are you doing what you can to resolve relationships? Um, I, I've I also I've seen churches that have this policy that if if someone tries to come and join their church and they know that this person is. Has an issue or an unresolved conflict with the church they just left, mm. then that church won't allow them to join. They'll say, "Go back, yeah. resolve that conflict, and then, you know, then we can mm. talk." And I honestly think yeah. that'd be something I wouldn't mind implementing. And I, I think that's a good, um, yeah, really good helpful. practice even for church leaders to maybe because yeah. th- we're helping people at that point of, hey, don't yeah. just run from your problems. You need to yeah. confront those things.
1: Well, in churches used to, and some probably still do, used to have this idea of you know coming by letter of membership or we're coming they're joining our congregation by letter they come from this church to this church and, and there was kind of like this this process even in the membership um, at least in some old Baptist churches, um, that you you know you could join by letter and so you're getting this recommendation from the church you were at and so it really was this healthy moving from one to another. Um, and it wasn't like I'm running from something too, and so I think that, that that system actually existed. Maybe that's something that we need to find a creative new way to revitalize in our churches.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of you know how how do, how do we work better at moving through and not just being these total autonomy because that is, it's so easy to run and hide, and that doesn't help the person. It doesn't help the church. Uh, just to have somebody who's hopping around and and staying there until they get in a fight with somebody and then they move to the next one because they didn't like that one. Um, that that becomes a a very malicious form of church hopping you know it's not just i mean looking for a church i want that's me going to church saying oh it didn't work out here and let me go to the next one and it works for a while and then, oh it didn't work out here um and, and that's not a very healthy thing either mm-hmm. um i love james i love that the new testament uses an image of marriage to, to help us understand the church yeah that has been probably the most foundational helpful thing um, for me in my church, you know, if I if I'm married to somebody and I get in a fight with them, I, I don't leave them. I'm in no. a covenant with them, right? right. Um, are there reasons? Are there biblical reasons for divorce? And there's all all issue there. We can do another episode on that. But you know, there there is a time where there is a point where God says, yes, this is here's the outs and here's the reason for the outs So yes, you can break a covenant if if A B C D happens. But for the most part, the design of it is meant to be lasting. Yeah. The design of it is meant to be a covenant. But even um, and that means something. And I would yeah. even
0: add Dre even in those situations. Again, that's a whole. Other of the discussion but I don't even think you know there's that provision there but I still don't even think your first solution is okay you're basically your first solution isn't just mm. run right there you're you're always seeking to Maintain the relationship, right? Uh, I think that should yes, always yeah. be what we're doing. But go ahead, and continue.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this idea of it, it, it's it's a covenant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in you're in a relationship with someone. You don't just say, "Oh, look, I found somebody, you know, younger and hotter. I'm just going to leave my <laughs> wife for this." Part. I mean, right. th- that would we would we would look at that as that's a very shameful, shallow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I, but often I think that's what happens with churches. Um, I think there's some, not all forms of even church plants. That um we're we're kind of tired of where we're at, so we're going to go swing off from this this mother church and go do it our own way. Yeah. And really, that's just a, that's just a fancy way of saying it's a church split, right? Um, instead of you fighting fighting and separating in the pews, we like this pastor, we like this one. Um, it's it's a nice way of saying, oh, we don't like this anymore. We're going to go for someone better, you know? Yeah. And so you you do get these kind of things that happen, and that's not every circumstance. Um, but but it really does become a if you think of it as a marriage relationship, I think it does help you say. Um, man, do I really have you know, it, it, for me to move from this community to this community um, it, it's a big deal mm-hmm. um, And it shouldn't it shouldn't just be it shouldn't be just like oh I'm gonna go to uh, you know Tom Thumb today instead of Kroger or whatever it is or I'm gonna switch you know, to this grocery store, you know, it's, it's, or like, oh, you're getting gas stations. It's like, oh, I, you normally go to Valero, but now I'm going to go to racetrack. You know, it's not just like this decision of, oh, let's go here today. Yeah. Um, it really should be a, a commitment to there. It's kind of like a bank account It's probably a better way of doing it. Um, yeah. Is there ever a time to move bank accounts, different things happen? Sure. But most of the time, once you get a bank account, there's a lot of, a lot of work in that or, um, you know, you've, you've invested into it. You've mm. got money there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that imagery is very helpful Yeah. Um, as you're thinking through and, and the same, what you were just saying, if you, um, I don't remember when I was married to my wife, I probably not the honeymoon, but maybe the week after we had a fight and in, in our marriage. Um, well, I wasn't like, Oh, well we just fought and now it's over. We had a good run. You know, we had fun on our honeymoon. <laughs> right. um, it, you'd be, it'd be ridiculous. No. Um, and so that's, that's not, but yet I think sometimes we treat church like we're dating in high school. Like, yeah. well, did you hear what this person said about me? Yeah. Well, we must well, we're over now, you know? Um, and I see this pettiness going in yeah. church and, and, it's just not good. Yeah. It's not good. So, yeah. really, really well taken point on on seek to mend relationships. Um, and if and if you do, and maybe moving on next question, if you are called to leave, um, you know, don't burn the bridge. Leave well. There's an yeah. art of leaving well and uh, and not destroying relationships, and that's really important too. So yeah. Any more thoughts on this one before we kind of tackle our next question, James?
0: Uh, no, I think that you know that fits pretty good. Um, yes, yeah, says everything I want to say, and I will make a point that. We're about to move into, okay, what are some possible reasons to leave your church? But I think it's important to note that we've spent more – we have spent more of our time talking about ways to stay or things to do beforehand because I think leaving the church – leaving a church should not be your first option. Um, It should be, again, like we've said, something you wrestle through should not be that easy of a decision. Um, I think it's a lot better to go through all this first and a lot of times, and I I think that's just healthier for the church as a whole because it teaches us about resolving conflict, teaches us to, you know, you know, to help, you know, sometimes if a church is, if your church is struggling with something and you think something needs to be changed, hey, are you doing something to even enact change in the church? Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, I think there's a reason we've spent this much time talking about this and we won't spend maybe mm-hmm. as much time talking about just, okay, here are some actual reasons. Maybe you need to consider leaving your church. So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, and there's really not that many, you know, yeah. uh, of why we should. So, right. So, uh, James, the first reason that you listed, which I hold as, I, it's the advice I've always been given. I think it is the, one of the foundational ones, but whenever a church that you are currently at if they are moving away from the gospel, yeah, or, or really, I would say if they have moved away, if they are if they are not a gospel preaching church, um, if they if they don't hold to the orthodox uh, confessions of the church, which by the way, there's only a few that we would say are, well, that I think we should hold as center in orthodox in mm-hmm. my opinion. You know, there's some things that we may call orthodox. Here's my point that are not actually the right. central, and that we often split over. And I, I wouldn't go about that, but really this core orthodox of the faith coming down to who is God um, and, and God has revealed himself, um, you know, being the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus is Lord. Some of these basic confessions that you even find in the early creeds yeah. um, that really, really form you into a church. Huh. Um, if, if, if you're in a church that has moved away from those, um, then I think that, that there is a, a strong theological difference there. I think that that's an out to say maybe this is time to leave this this church this community. Yeah, and um, more thoughts on that one, Jason? Yeah, and I
0: would say it's got to be something pretty obvious. Um, I'm not what we're not saying is mm. you might. I mean, what we're not saying is well, I don't really like how the preacher presents it or whatever. We're not even saying that yeah. like, um, or maybe you think oh he could do a better job of presenting the gospel, like you know, or I don't think the gospel preached yeah, enough. Like I'm not. Point. We're not saying that. I mean, we're saying pretty. It should be readily apparent that oh wait no that they yep. have moved away from the gospel or you know hey we you know like we believe they are all there there's not just one way to God you know every every way leads mm. to God or you know yeah, yeah. if someone if the pastor gets up and he says we are now embracing uh, the Book of Mormon like you know just I mean mm. that that's probably not yeah. going to happen but it needs to be yeah that's an extreme but- that would
1: be. But that that gives you a sense of what we're talking about. These are these are major orthodox issues. These are yeah. major gospel issues. Um, yeah. It's not just, it's not just oh, my pastor reads Revelation as an all-millennialist, and I'm a post-millennialist or a pre-millennialist, and so right, I'm going to yeah. leave this church. I mean, that that's ridiculous. I mean, right. um, you actually need people with different views to strengthen your own view and to be challenged. And on those kind of things, you know, well, they're covenantal, they're dispensational. You know, I think at some point, you know, you've got to say it's good to have that tension in this community. It's good to have people challenge me. It's good to grow. Um, it's good not just to be with everybody who believes the exact same way as me. Um, mm-hmm. Those are healthy things in the church, but we're talking about the big things that that we actually do need to be on the same page about. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to really be on the same page when it comes to scripture, when it comes to to God, you know, revelation, and who God is.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Those are big things. And, and yeah. it doesn't leave room if someone's if someone's wrestling with doubt in that. And even if your leaders are going through those things, that's not a sign to leave. It just says, hey, this is part of the experience. But it's whenever the church has moved away and taken a stance of, you know, we're going to go this direction, um, you know, on, on this major issue. Then I would say, well, let's let's be careful here. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. you're going to have to decide to, you know, what are those values for you? I, I have a pretty small list that I hold to orthodoxy with. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of things I think are secondary issues. Yeah. And those secondary issues are important to me. But um, I don't know if there are are reasons right off the bat to leave the church. And so you have to kind of draw those out.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's move into that second one. Um, Another one I have written here is uh, sin goes unchecked in the church or lack of church discipline. So uh, what I mean by this is not saying that, Hey, if there's sin in the church, like, you know, you need to leave. Like if it's like (laughs) someone is living in sin, maybe the church leaders know they're living in sin, but they continue Mm -hmm. to either tolerate it or they continue or they even sometimes it'll happen. They prop this person up in church leadership, even though they know they're living in unchecked sin. Um you know that that might be so. An example, of course, I would give is the Corinthian church. When Paul writes his letter to the Corinthians, one of the things he chastised them for is there is a known relationship in their church between a a guy and a stepmom. This un this this inappropriate sexual relationship occurring, and you know Paul basically scolds the church that they have just allowed this to go on. They know it's going on but they're not doing anything about it. And so Paul gives them instructions to discipline, right? So um, if you have a church that there's people in the church that like are living an obvious sin, um, but the church never does anything about it to enact church discipline, the church never confronts it. um, It might be a time to consider, Hey, um, it might be a time to consider leaving that church.
1: Mm, so yeah, and I, and once again, I'd be very careful too because you know uh, you, you you may be calling out things that um, you have other issues on your end too, and so everyone is a sinner. But but these right. once again, we're talking about ma- major, extreme issues, ones yes. that are blatantly obvious that are not. You know, I I'd take it like a quarter of like like we're ninety nine percent sure the pastor killed somebody. Like you know, right, like yeah. that kind of that kind of stuff. Um, not just hearsay, not just gossip. Um, Once again, be very, and full of grace as you walk into this. Or this, you know, this, yeah, I do think.
0: Yeah, this pastor's having an affair and, but, you know, we're going to let him keep Mm -hmm. continuing on leadership. You know, that's, that's kind of an issue, right? Yeah,
1: we're all, we're all, as a church, we really like the guy. We're all okay with this. Everyone good. Okay, let's keep going. You know, like that would be like, uh, they're, they're allowing this. Yeah. And now the pastor has an affair and we, we deal with it and and, um, and the church is exercising discipline. Okay. That's a, that's a healthy thing. I wouldn't say, well, I'm just going to leave because this leader failed. Yeah. Leaders are going to fail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, but yeah, if if the church is a willingness to promote and allow sin, Mm. um, and once again, this is sin by, you got to be very, you can't just say, well, in my opinion, that's a sin. You know, he's the pastor's telling, you know, that the fish was this big. So he's lying from the stage, you know, (laughs) I, I just, you know, be, be, be gracious in it. Um, and and then and then have healthy and always st- always strive for that community first. Always strive to to talk first and, and follow what the Bible says. If you have a problem with someone, go one to one with them. Mm. And then if they don't confess, then bring another person. Then bring a group. You know, then then get the mm. church involved. Um, let's not gossip. Let's not do all these other things. Uh, but yeah, if if it gets to the point where the whole group is saying, "Hey, this is sin," and, and another group is saying, "We're okay with it," um, yeah, I would say, "Okay, we've got to be out of here. This is not healthy." Mm. Um, all right, one one more and. Um, that I can think of and James, this is a really, really good one. I'm glad you put it on here. I didn't come up this when James thought of it, but location um i am I'm am a huge believer more now than ever that the church is should be the, the church that we physically come to is a local expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a, a universal church that we kind of talk about. But when it comes to me going to a community of people, I love the idea and I'm a huge proponent that this should be a local community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so James put in here that, you know, um, it's really easy if you are not with people in the church. It's so easy to fail to engage with them just because they're far away. Mm-hmm. So the church is, is having these things, this proximity. They're doing events. They're having studies. They're growing together. They're, they're in this group. And if you can't make it every time, you're going to feel like an outsider. Mm. And that's not their fault, and it's not your fault. It's just that you're too far away. Mm. Um, and so don't add extra stress to your life to try to drive 45 minutes to that church, go find one closer. Right. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, that's a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, it, and so it's, that's just the way it is. And so I really do think that that is a good reason that if you're finding yourself overly stressed, overly worked, driving way too far, not feeling connected, mm. um, just, just to go to the church with this awesome pastor. Um, just listen to that pastor on a podcast and go somewhere closer and get in community. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, and I would, I would give everybody the okay on that every time. Like, um, or if you move, you know, you moved to another city, please don't try to go back to your church every Sunday that you right. were at. Um, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And so if, if your job has asked you to relocate um, uh, that's fine, it's it, there's, that's a natural thing and don't feel ashamed that, Oh, I left my, My marriage church, you know, no, Uh, you've moved jobs. It's okay to be in a new place. So I think that's a really, really good point there too. Any more on that,
0: James? Yeah, I I would say, so this issue isn't as big as the first two we mentioned. Uh, I would see the first Mm -hmm. two we mentioned are like two really big ones, but this is, I think, an issue that's something like you really maybe should consider it. Um, I I have an example of this. Um, I know of, there was a girl in our church who, um, faithful member of our church, loved the church, uh, even grew up in the church, but she lived about 30, 40, about 30 minutes away. There was other churches in her area. And she, you know, I remember she came and talked to me, hey, I'm going to start visiting more churches closer to me because it's just hard coming out here every time. And, you know, I told her, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, you need to be yeah. somewhere where... And now, this of course is always going to depend on your. This is one of these questions. It might depend on your context. Like you might be mm. in a place where there's not that many churches, and you just you kind of mm-hmm. have to make a commute. Um, but uh, yeah. and that you have yeah. no choice. Yeah. But if you live, especially if you live like again, Dre, You and I live in Dallas and Houston. There's plenty mm-hmm. of gospel preaching churches that you can find where I don't think you need to be driving an hour to get to church um, every Sunday, you know, um, it's, it's just gonna be really hard to engage Mm -hmm. fully in that community. And so, um, and so this, this girl, you know, she ended up and she's, um, she's connecting with a church over closer to where she is. And honestly, Mm -hmm. for me, I sat down and when we talked, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I think that's a good reason. Like that's a, that's, that's not a bad thing. And there was no bitterness with our church or anything like that. It was purely just Hey, I need a place where it's easier for me to engage in that community because it's just a little bit closer to where I live. So yeah.
1: there, there's a, there's a great little book called The Art of Neighboring, and it and it even talks about just the fact of being in community with people, being around your neighbors. It, it fits in with so much of what we're called to do as a church, hmm. from evangelism to accountability. Um, you know, I, I go to my local uh, HEB grocery store here, and um, the other night I ran into one of my life group leaders that are there. I run into students. I run into people that are working there all the time. I'm I'm in a community, and so it's outside of you know, my, my office hours, I'm still feel like I'm in a community of people that live around me that are mm-hmm. in this, uh, this area. And so that is a, there's something about that that really is, it's an art, you know, it's, it really is a connecting thing. Like, Hey, we're here, we're together. We believe, um, you know, in the work of Jesus, we, we believe we were redeemed and we have a mission together. And it's just this reminder, the subtle reminder of, of we are a family. Mm-hmm. Like we are, you know, uh, we talked about this last week, how often do you not have to see your family before, you know, you're out of the family kind of a thing. Um, so I really do think it's, this is a, this is a really good point. I'm more of on the positive side. The other yeah. two are kind of negative. I'm in the area. I need to go, but this one's like, this is a positive thing that we want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. James, there's probably tons more reasons that we could go through, but I think that hopefully people will see just from the way we've laid out the podcast. I, I love how you phrased it earlier. Try to stay before you try to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whenever you do need to leave, there's, there's, there's allowances for that. There's things, but, but really focus on what does it mean to stay and to change your community and then, um, if you do need to leave, really walk carefully through that. And uh, those are probably the three major reasons. There's not a whole bunch more that I could probably come up with, right? Um, and those are the biggest ones. So, uh, right? So, yeah, I think that that's a I think that's a good a good kind of start.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: A couple of questions just to kind of leave people with. Um, you know, I would just say, how would you, you know? Ask somebody this week. You know, how, how would you answer this question yourself? Just a real simple thing. When is it time to leave a church? If someone came to you and asked you, a good friend that was in your community and and asked you this question, how would you respond? I think that would be a a good kind of thing just to practice that narrative Mm -hmm. in your head of how, how do you take these things? Um, James, you got any other questions?
0: Yeah. I'll just give a question and, um, I'll just leave it. I won't elaborate. Just leave it to people to think about. Um, it's a question I asked Mm. earlier, um, is the problem with the church or with me? Um, Mm, yeah, just think about that question. So, Love it, love yep.
1: it. We had, we had a guy who say, if you're coming for the wrong reasons, if you leave for the wrong reasons, you probably came for the wrong reasons.
0: It's yep, good. Um,
1: and so really good to, good to think about why are you even coming. Yep. All right, that wraps it up. James, uh, you want to give uh, our closing thing, and then I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll take us home after that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, thank you again for uh, listening uh, and joining with us. We hope this was helpful for you. As always, um, if you had questions, feel free to send us questions. Uh, and engage with us you can do that in a couple different ways you can follow us on Facebook at Good Theological Thursday and you can send us a a message there Um, or you can email us at thursday at gmail.com we would love to engage with you Uh, if you have not left a review um, or rated the the show uh, we would appreciate if uh, you could take some time to do that if you are enjoying it Um, or even if you have feedback on how we can improve we'd love to hear that Um, And as always, if there's a friend you have that you think could benefit from our discussions on this podcast, we would ask uh, that you show it to a friend. Uh, But, Dre, you want to close us out?
1: Absolutely. So uh, join us back next week as we discuss faith-based films. I literally just pulled that one out, so James had no idea that's what we're going to talk about There we go.
0: uh, It sounds great.
1: Faith-based films next week. Until then, have a good Theological Thursday. See ya.
0: See ya.